Welcome to the New True Podcast. You're in the right place if you're ready to harness your power and live a more intentional life. I'm your host, Stephanie Hicks. I'm a clarity coach and my superpower is helping the everyday woman find and pursue her passion in simple and practical ways. I focus on increasing self-awareness, self-confidence, and self-esteem. Each episode will provide tips and motivation to guide you to awareness, acceptance, and alignment. The goal is for you to stop dreaming and start doing so that you can be your best authentic self, embracing and living your true passion. Are you ready to discover your truth? Let's dive in. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The New True. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I am so honored that you chose to spend this time with me today. This topic today was hard for me to finish up because I'm still growing in this area and it feels more on the vulnerable side for me. While I definitely don't want to be portrayed as perfect or like I have no troubles in the world because it's far from the truth, this topic is a little raw because I found that I had to do some major work the past couple of weeks. So once you work on overcoming something, it doesn't mean that you're done. (laughs) Some of the blocks will manifest in other ways or areas of your life. So never think you're complete. You're not complete until God calls you home. This is one of those topics that can be very touchy and I am here for it. I don't mind diving into hard things because I'm only a vessel and I just carry the message. All of the messages that I share are from my experiences and how I work through them. Take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. But if it doesn't resonate with you on some level, please contact me because I need your mojo on not feeling doubt. So the topic today is worthiness or lack of it, or the thought (laughs) of not having worth. Um, When we think about worthiness, it doesn't actually reveal itself in this way. Um, It usually presents itself in a different way. So tell me if you have heard any of these or if any of these sound familiar. Believing is too late to go to school, have kids, start a career, um, finish a project. Just that whole belief that it's too late. If you have ever had the feeling of guilt for making a purchase for yourself, but will buy something for someone else in a heartbeat. It's just that feeling of guilt for purchasing for yourself. If you've ever had the feeling of being uncomfortable when receiving a compliment. If you've ever felt bad about taking time for self-care. All of these are symptoms of not feeling worthy. Feelings of being unworthy are not based on truth. They are based on a story that the mind has made up to either fill in the blanks of the unknown 
or an extended narrative from a mistake that you feel ashamed of. Did you catch that? Feeling unworthy stems from fear or shame. We've all experienced some level of feeling unworthy or thinking we're unworthy, even if you are unaware of the feeling or thought. It's usually the being unaware of the feeling that causes the most trouble. Because you are unaware, the narrative is able to be planted. And what happens to seeds when they're planted? They grow. Before you know it, you're dealing with some gnarly weeds and you can't seem to find the root. There are three main beliefs we have that feed into our feelings and thoughts of being unworthy. These beliefs seem like no-brainers when we first hear them. We intellectually think that there's no way that we believe this. But when we think through the way we behave or maybe even some of the unspoken rules we have, we begin to see how all of this plays into our feelings of self-worth. These three beliefs are pulled from Peter and Jerry Scazzaro's book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, which is a great program to go through. My husband and I have been facilitating this program for two years now, and it's a beautiful program to help you in your relationship with God. But these beliefs are there regardless of your spiritual beliefs. Listen to them to see if they are part of your beliefs. I am what I do. Performance-based. Our culture is built on performance. The first thing that people ask when they meet one another is, what do you do for a living? We feel insecure or ashamed if we aren't producing what everyone else is producing. And I use the term everyone else loosely. But why wouldn't we? In school, we're graded for our work and behavior. At work, we have evaluations based on performance. Don't get me wrong, checking our performance can be used in a way that shows our growth and what we can improve upon. But what we can produce is not the definition of who we are. We are more than the things we can do. Let that sit for a minute. We are more than the things that we can do. The second belief is, I am what I have. Possessions. Another quote unquote norm in our culture is to acquire more. The more you have, the more established or worthy you are. The happier, right? (laughs) Intellectually, we all know that this is false thinking. But it doesn't mean we don't have this narrative growing in our minds. We can look around and believe that, again, everyone else has something we don't. And if we don't have it, then we are less than. This is where advertising has really created some chaos in our lives. 
We're inundated with the subconscious message that we need more. And actually, these messages aren't so subconscious anymore. If it's not through advertising, it's through social media. The old saying, keeping up with the Joneses, had its roots in truth to the point of people being deeply depressed and ending their lives. These seeds have taken root and grown without them even knowing. And they were just cutting the weeds back without ever getting to the roots. And the third belief is, I am what others think. Popularity. (laughs) Oh, Some of us are actually addicted to what other people think of us. But I get it. Who wants to feel alone? We are created to be in community with one another, but we get so consumed with what someone else might think if we go against what we perceive of them. That we make up stories about the conversations we'll have and end up talking ourselves out of any type of healthy communication or dialogue. Have you ever done that? Had a whole conversation in your head and decided against having a conversation with that person. And even if you decide to talk to that person, you're already hurt by what you've imagined them saying. The mind is crazy and we have to master it so that it doesn't have us living out of fear and shame. The feelings are defense mechanisms. Fear and shame are defense mechanisms. They are alarms that something needs to be addressed. We don't address them because we are so averse to pain and feeling uncomfortable. Being averse to feeling uncomfortable or pain actually makes us ignore the red flags and plant more seeds for unworthy weeds to grow. As those unworthy weeds grow, they take over our true identity. We become a false version of ourselves making compromises, which make us more depressed, which make us feel more unworthy. And the cycle continues. And God forbid we talk about any of it because then that's more people to judge us and make us feel even less. And the cycle continues. Well, I'm going to give you six practices that you can start to incorporate today to help you master your mindset. These are tools that you can use to reset your mind, to get back to what is true and lovely and allow you to focus on gratitude and being centered in peace. The first thing that you can do is brain dump. I am a firm believer in getting it out of your head. For some people, this could be as simple as writing it down. But for others, you might actually need a person to talk to for your brain dump. It's important 
that you know yourself and which is better for you. It's also important that your person is someone who knows how to sit with you without trying to fix you. They know how to ask probing questions without judgment. And of course, it should be someone you trust. The whole reason is that you get everything out of your head. Things sound a lot different when they are said out loud or when you see it written out, right? The second thing that you can do, the second practice is gratitude. Practice gratitude. Whatever you think is the direction in in which your day will go. When you wake up, if you think this is going to be a horrible day or any of those first feelings that you have, that is the direction in which you are taking your day. If you're thinking the worst will happen, guess what? It's going to (laughs) happen. Now, I don't know about the law of attraction, but I do know that when the mind is focused on a thing, that's the thing you notice the most. Here's what I mean by that. So before I bought my car, I hardly ever noticed or saw Mazdas on the road. I have a Mazda CX-9. So I hardly ever saw those on the road. I never even noticed them, right? After I bought it, I saw the car everywhere. And I'm thinking, was there some sale on Mazdas that I missed? Or, (laughs) you know, like all of a sudden they started to pop up everywhere. But the truth is, the amount of Mazdas didn't really change. My noticing them changed because I now owned one. You notice what the mind has brought to your attention. So it goes to say that when you refocus the mind in a more positive direction, say gratitude for what you have instead of dissatisfaction for what you lack, it moves your mood to a positive place. This takes practice, especially if you are naturally a pessimist. And there's nothing wrong or right about optimism versus pessimism. You just need to know the tools to use to keep yourself in a positive mindset. The third thing that you can do is to go for a walk in nature. There's just something about being outside that helps to lift the mood. Oh, right. Vitamin D. (laughs) Vitamin D is a natural mood lifter. There are legit studies that link a lack of vitamin D to depression. And if you're a woman of color, you need more vitamin D than you think. You should, of course, consult your doctor because I'm not a doctor, but getting sun, going for a walk, being out in nature, this also helps. That's a good practice. Um, Practice number four, meditation. Now, we talked about meditation before. I am a firm believer that meditation is so good for the mind and the body becoming aligned and getting you centered on peace. 
true meditation will help you to refocus in to a more positive state of being. Focusing on your breath helps to relieve anxiety and stress among other benefits. So if you still haven't picked up meditation, it is not too late. (laughs) Okay, the fifth thing is listening to inspiring music. So an analysis of five studies on music for depression concluded that music therapy is not only acceptable for depressed patients, but it actually helps to improve their mood. So there's something to say about music being good for the soul and putting you into a more positive state. Now, in that same study, they had um, different types of music and grunge music, no matter if you like it or not, will actually put you into a more depressed and anxious, sad, angry mood. So listen to other music, not grunge music, (laughs) if you're trying to lift your mood. Just a little FYI there for you. (laughs) Okay, and the last thing is to get your body moving. Now, I know I said go for walks in nature, but this get your body moving is exercising. Exercise releases endorphins. Endorphins interact with receptors in your brain to reduce your perception of pain and trigger a positive feeling in your body. Not to mention the physical benefits of working out, but you will actually start to be in a better mood after working out. So even if it's a light jog, uh, yoga, exercise or something like that just get your body moving and that will help to um, trigger those endorphins these six tools or six practices um, help you with differentiation if you're not sure or don't know what it is no worries here we go differentiation is defined as a person's capacity to find his or her own life's goals and values apart from the pressures of those around them. So it involves the ability to hold on to who you are and who you are not. Those values, those core values that we talk about so often. So when you're feeling unworthy, aka fear or shame, You're holding on to a story that is not yours. These six practices can help you bring the focus back to your true story, leaving the comparison and judgment behind. And of course, this is not an exhaustive list of practices that you can do. If you have your own practices that you do that maybe I did not list. I'd love to hear them over in my Facebook group, um, the Intentional Life Community on Facebook. Um, We're just there embracing our true selves. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you can check the show notes for the link. So try these six practices out and let me know how they work for you. Remember, consistency and practice will help with how effective they are for you. You can't just do them one time and expect a miracle. These are not miracle one-shot deals. These are practices, which means that you actually have to do them in a repetitive way in order to reap the benefits. So that is all that I have for you today. Um, I do want to leave you with you are worthy. And that is an affirmation that you can say in your mirror to yourself every morning. You are worthy. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of peace. You are worthy of the life that you dream of. You are worthy. I love you guys and I will talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with me here today. If you're loving the podcast, hit the subscribe button so that when new episodes are released, you can be notified. Also, show some love for the podcast by leaving a review and rating. It helps me to know what you like and it allows other people to find the podcast. Check out www.stephaniehicks.co for free resources. If any of this resonates with you, I would love to invite you to become one of my coaching clients. I offer clarity coaching to women who want to discover and pursue their passion. Head over to www.stephaniehicks.co to find out more details and to get a free 30-minute interest call. I'll see you soon.